Hey guys, it's TJ from New Zealand Mysteries. This episode is a recap of a show, Police 107, we have in New Zealand. I don't usually post these as a podcast. I usually just stick to YouTube. Um, but I wanted to get your guys' feeling on it, so have a listen. Um, let me know. There is a way you can leave me voice messages on my profile here at Anchor. Let me know what you think if you want to hear more of these because I've got the whole season I just haven't put up here. I don't know if it's, you know, something that interests you guys or not. So let me know. Please enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. I re really appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. I'm TJ. Welcome to New Zealand Mysteries in our Police 10-7 episodes. Today we're doing a Season 28 recap, Episodes 26 to 34. Please remember... All the persons in this program are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Here we are on the police government website, policegovt.nz, uh, anyone can go there. And I just quickly ask you to please hit the like button for this video, subscribe to the channel and uh, share this where you can. It really helps the channel grow. Okay, so we're going to start with season 28, episode 26. That's where we last left off. Case 1 wanted Raymond John Lewis Governor. This was on the 12th of August. Police in Taranaki have a parole recall warrant to arrest Raymond Governor as he re breached his release conditions. He's described as male, 38 years, 171 centimetres which is 5 foot 7 and solid build. He may be using the last name Kawana and he has Taranaki tooed on his upper left arm Police warn he is considered dangerous, do not approach him. For all the people we feature on the show, please consider them dangerous and do not approach them. <coughs> Excuse me. And remember, if you're going to report a case, please remember the case number and the date it aired. So this was case one from the 12th of August. Case two, wanted Andam Singway. Police in Henderson need to help to locate Adam Ng as he has a warrant to arrest for methamphetamine and firearms charges. He is described as male, 35 years, 167 metres tall which is 5 foot 6, solid build. He has contacts throughout West Auckland but is believed to be in the Henderson and Calston areas. Police warn he is considered dangerous and may be armed so do not approach him. And this is a photo. Sorry guys, I do have a croak in my voice, but um, there's nothing I can do about that. So case three, the crime of the week. This aired 12th of August 2021. Counties Manuka armed robberies. Police in Counties Manuka are investigating two armed robberies that occurred within a 14 day period. On Great South Road, Mangarewa, on Wednesday the 2nd June at 6.10am, security guards who were servicing a bank were subjected to an aggravated robbery. A lone suspect followed the security guards into the bank where he presented a firearm and robbed them of cash. He left in a waiting vehicle. City cameras, which we'll look at shortly, tracked the vehicle down Great South Road but it is unknown where it went after it reached the Magic Way area. The suspect has been described as Maori or Pacific Islander, aged between 35 to 45 years old, 5 foot 6 to 5 foot 10 and of muscular solid build. Described as wearing a distinctive oilskin vest over a black hoodie, 
green wet weather pants with white reflective strip around the knees. The firearm has been described as a long-barreled rifle. The vehicle is believed to be a 2017 model orange Ford Ranger with two different stolen plates on the back and front. Police are confident the same vehicle was used in a second aggravated robbery two weeks later. The second aggravated robbery took place on the 16th of June at around 6.30am. A lone suspect approached the security guards who were servicing the business and presented a firearm. The two security guards fled the location and the suspect loaded cash into a garden bag that he had brought with him and made his way to an orange ute, believed to be the same ute used two weeks prior. Cameras captured the ute driving through the service alleys and then turned right into Lambie Drive, then left into Cavendish Drive, heading towards State Highway 20. The vehicle exited the motorway at Hill Road, Manurewa, then turned left, where it was captured travelling through the intersection of Charles Prevost Drive and Hill Road. Police believe the key to the investigation is the orange Ford Ranger, which has not been recovered. And orange is an odd colour, uh, you don't see that very often. The suspect again has been described as Māori or Pacific Islander, aged between 35 to 45 years old and muscular build, wearing wet weather clothing, jacket that appears to be turned inside out and yellow pants. He was carrying a shortened single barreled rifle. The victims have been left highly traumatised from having a firearm presented at them and police urge anyone who knows anything to come forward. So this is case number three, and this was twelfth uh, of August that it aired. Now this is a case that um, we're going to the next uh, episode now, nineteenth of August, case one, missing Leone Emery. I have done a video on my channel of um, Leone and the, her disappearance, so you can always go and check that out. Police and counties Manuka are still investigating the disappearance of mother of four Leone Emery who's been missing for over three years, and her whanau and police have grave concerns for her safety. Detectives have pieced together Leone's last movements and note that she was in Huntley and Nariawahia in January 2018, but has not been in contact with her family or friends since. Police are appealing for anyone who thinks they may have seen Leone around that time, particularly anyone she may have called a lift with or stayed with in the Nariawahia area. She travelled from Huntley to Narawahia on the 12th of January 2018 and stayed in the area for 14 days. The last confirmed sighting in Narawahia on the 26th of January 2018. And if, yes, if you want to see more about that case, um, watch my video on my channel. Okay, case number three, Hamilton carjacking and assault. Police are investigating an assault and carjacking that occurred on the 1st of July at around 10.15pm in the Pack and Save parking lot on Mill Street in Hamilton. The victim was sitting in a stationary vehicle when he was approached by an unknown male. The male opened the driver door and brandished a knife demanding money from the victim, who put his arms up to protect himself. The suspect cut him with the knife, then the victim got out of his car and tried to get away from the suspect who got into the vehicle trying to take it. The suspect was unable to put the vehicle into drive so he exited the vehicle and approached the victim to pull him back over to the car 
As he did so, he punched him in the head multiple times. The victim was called back over to the vehicle where he re-entered the vehicle and put it into drive for the suspect. The suspect then pulled him out of the vehicle and got in while it was rolling and drove away. Police do not know where the vehicle was taken after that, but they do know it was later dumped by the Parawera Township and the intersection of Bailey and Owaraka, or uh, yeah, Valley Roads. The Parawera Township is a small rural community, so police are hoping someone can tell them who drove the car there. Property belonged to the victim was in that car and had been recovered at a location separate to where the car was found, at the intersection of Hui Hui Taha Lake Arapuni Roads, near the Waoto Township. There is a good chance the suspect was picked up or dropped off near one of these locations as they're quite remote. And I do apologise for my pronunciation, it's not always the best. CCTV footage from the Pack and Save shows the suspect trying car door handles in the car park, making it clear he had bad intentions from the beginning. Other people were in the car park at the time and police would like to speak to them. The suspect is described as male in his early 20s, skinny build, 5'10", wearing a black hoodie, white socks and a bandana over his face. This was a random and violent attack and police would like any information from the public that could lead to the apprehension of this man. That's a really scary thought that you can be sitting in your car and then someone's going to come and attack you. So we're on uh, episode 28, this aired on the 26th of August. Case 1, wanted David Josiah William Brown. Police in Northland have a warrant to arrest David Brown for reckless driving causing death and reckless driving causes injury. He is described as male, 21 years, 179 centimetres tall and 5 foot 11 of medium build. Brown has contacts in the Hamilton and Morrinsville areas and police are really keen to catch up with him. This is case number one. Case number three, wanted Taz Bryant. Police in question, oh sorry, police in Queenstown still need your help to track down Taz Bryant as he has a warrant for breaching the Passport Act. He is described as male, 48 years, 167 centimetres, which is 5 foot 6, and thin build. He also uses the name John Peters and Paul Bryant and police may believe he may have travelled to the Northland area and be staying in Kirikiri. He may be getting around in a black 2008 Toyota Fielder. This is case number three. Case number four. Wanted Monique Doreen Beverly Paratini. Police in Counties Manukau still have a parole recall warrant to arrest Monique Paratini for breaching her standard release conditions. She is described as female, 48 years, 172 centimetres, which is 5 foot 8 and medium build. She has contacts in Tomaki Makoto and the Bay of Plenty and she may be using the name Monique Volmer. This is case number five, ah sorry, number four. We are on episode 29, this aired on the 2nd of September 2021. Police in Canterbury need help to track down Nicky Graham as he has a warrant for charges including driving while disqualified and refusing to give a blood specimen. 
He's described as male, 32 years, 176 centimetres at 5 foot 9 and medium build. He has multiple facial tattoos and has contacts throughout Christchurch. Police warn he may be armed and is considered dangerous, so do not approach him. But if you know any of these people, you can call 0800 555 for Crime Stoppers or for the Police 107 number, which is 0800 107 4636. Case number two, wanted Jimmy Matthew Wells. Police in the Bay of Plenty have a warrant to arrest Jimmy Wells as he has breached his community work. He is described as male, 32 years, 178 centimetres, which is 5 foot 10 and medium build. Wells has contacts throughout the Tauranga area. Police warn he is not to be approached. Let's go to case four. Wanted, Mahu Ropiha. Police in Hastings have a parole recall warrant to arrest Mahu Ropiha for breaching his release conditions. He is described as male, 40 years, 172 centimetres, which is 5 foot 8 and medium build. Ropiha is known to have contacts in the Hawke's Bay and East Coast area and may be going by the name Mahu Kokiri. Now we're going to episode 30 and this aired on the 9th of September. Case number one wanted Cole Michael Hill. Police in Wellington have two warrants to arrest Cole Hill for multiple charges including failing to answer district court bail, theft and shoplifting. He is described as male, 35 years, 172 centimetres which is 5 foot 8 and solid build. Hill has contacts in Porirua, Kapiti and Horofenua districts and he may be getting round in a white Mitsubishi. Police warn is considered dangerous and may be armed so is not to be approached. Case number two. Wanted Candice Larissa Tower. Police in Hamilton are still trying to locate Candice as she had a warrant to arrest for receiving stolen property and breaching her <coughs> EM bail, electronic monitored bail. She is described as female, 35 years, 164 centimetres and 5 foot 5, thin build. She has contacts in Hamilton but may be in the Bay of Plenty or Otago areas. If you have seen her or know where she is, please get in touch. Case number three, the crime of the week. And this aired on 9th of September. Police in Wellington are investigating a hit and run that occurred in the suburb of Tawa. On Tuesday the 3rd of August 2021, just after 8.30am, an elderly woman was walking across a pedestrian crossing on the main road, about 200 metres north of Victory Crescent. When she went to use the pedestrian crossing, a car stopped in the southbound lane to let her cross, but as she crossed, she had been bowled over by a northbound car. The car then drove away in a northbound direction and made no attempt to stop, with the driver of the car having to no, having to have known, excuse me, <coughs> that he hit someone. People from the southbound lane got out of their car to assist the elderly woman until the ambulance took her to the hospital. Because of COVID, international family members have not been able to visit their mother in hospital or her husband, who has been left alone at home 
while she was been in hospital for a month after the event. The car has been described as a light gold coloured Daihatsu charade and it is likely to have damage to the front of the vehicle as a result of the incident. CCTV footage shows a car matching this description driving nearby shortly before the event. Police are not saying this car is involved but they would like the owner or driver of the vehicle to come forward to help eliminate them from the inquiries. Police are appealing to anyone who knows anything about this concerning event to come forward so that the incident can be resolved, including any witnesses who have not yet spoken to police. So remember case 3 aired on the 9th of September. Season 28, episode 31. This aired on the 16th of September. Case 1. Wanted. Jiap Kong Nguyen. Police in Wasamata need your help to track down Jiap Nguyen as he has a warrant for a serious driving charge. He's described as male, 30 years, 170 centimetres tall, 5 foot 7 and thin build. Nguyen has contacts throughout West Auckland and he could be going by his first name Kong. Let's look at the crime of the week. This is case 3. Bridge Road Fires, Upper Hutt. Police are investigating two separate house fires that occurred at a house in Upper Hutt, the first of which tragically resulted in the death of the sole occupant. The first fire occurred in the house at 14 Bridge Road, where just before 2am on the 12th of August, the victim, Terry Fortum, awoke to find her house on fire. The whole lower level of the house was ablaze and Terry was unable to use her stairs to get down from the upper level. Terry opened the window and screamed for help and neighbours brought a ladder over. Terry threw her dog Daisy out the window but was unable to get herself out. Emergency services arrived and managed to control the fire on the ground floor but by the time they reached the upper floor where Terry was she had sadly succumbed to the fire. Two days later, on the 14th of August at around 3.40am, emergency services were called back to the address where they found a fire fully involved in the upper level of the house. With the second fire, police are in the unique position of having already done a scene examination and only days after the first fire. They believe the second fire is a result of arson. While police know the second fire has been deliberately lit, they want to know the motivation behind it. Police know someone was on the property at around 3.30am on the 14th of August and they are asking for help from anyone in the public who might have been seen someone or heard someone talking about the house. This tragic incident has had a significant impact on Terry's family and friends and the wider community. Terry's son, Kester, says his mother is missing, missed deeply and is not surprised that her last action was to save her dog, Daisy, and she was all ways putting other people and creatures before herself. Kester is confused and perplexed by the second fire and is devastated that the family home his father built has been destroyed. Police would like to hear from anyone in the community who saw either of the fires or has any information so that Terry's loved ones can begin to heal together. Very very sad. If you have any information, this is case 3, 
aired on the 16th of September. You've got Crime Stoppers 0800 555 and Police 10 0800 107 4636. Just quickly, if you do have any information about this case, you can call 0800 107 Info, which is 0800 107 4636. Crime Stoppers, which is anonymous, 0800 555 or you can call 105 or contact your local police station. Please remember the date the show aired and the case number. Join our community on Facebook. We have an awesome Facebook community who shares stories far and wide, uh, hoping to bring cases to the front uh, for victims and their families. Uh, if you can support me uh, to have a coffee, buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ Mysteries means I get a coffee while I'm trying to film and research stuff. It goes a long way and I thank you. Please like the video, subscribe to the channel, um, let YouTube know that this is something worth watching. All right, let's get back to it. Season 28, episode 32, just one case left in this one to look at. This aired on the 23rd of September, case number 3, Nelson Hit and Run. Police in Nelson are investigating a hit and run that occurred on Maitai Valley Road on Monday the 13th of September at about 5.30am. The cyclist was out for an early morning ride and had her lights on and was wearing a high-vis vest. As she was crossing the Gibbs Bridge heading towards Nelson, she saw headlights coming up behind her and a short distance from the bridge she was hit by a vehicle and knocked to the ground. As the victim lay on the ground, she saw the vehicle continue to drive away and didn't notice any brake lights go on. Though she was injured, she managed to find her phone to call her dad for help. The victim's fingers were smashed against the bike handle and she sustained scrapes on her chin and hip. Police have seized a car matching the description given by the victim, but they still need the public's help with the investigation. The vehicle itself lost its wing mirror as a result of coming into impact with the victim. The wing mirror is from a red Mazda, and police believe someone out there must have seen the vehicle with the missing wing mirror. It is unacceptable for a driver to leave someone injured on the side of the road, and the victim and her family would like answers. Police would like to hear from anyone who has information that could lead to finding out who was driving the car. Season 28, episode 33. We're going to start with case number two. This aired on the 30th of September. Police in Waikato need your help to locate Debbie Tumaki as she has a warrant for failing to answer district court bail. She is described as female, 36 years, 175 centimetres at 5 foot 9 and of medium build. Tumaki has contacts across the Waikato region and police are really keen to catch up with her. Crime of the Week Case 4, Operation Dallington, Mallory Manning Homicide. Now this is also a case that I have covered on my channel, so I do have a video about this case. Um, you might like to watch to get some more details, but let's have a look. Police in Canterbury are making a fresh appeal to the public for information relating to the death of Mallory Manning in December 2008. Mallory, also known as Natai Lynette Manning, was 27 years old 
when she was sexually assaulted and murdered. She was dearly loved by her whānau, and 13 years on, police continue their search, knowing the vital information leading to those responsible is in sight. Mallory was last seen on the corner of Peterborough and Manchester Street in Christchurch on Thursday 18th of December 2008. She arrived there to work about 9.30pm, saw two clients and arrived back at the corner at about 10.35pm. She was out that night specifically to get money to buy her family Christmas presents. Police know she was picked up again at 10.43pm. Then eight hours later, at 6.40am, her body was found in the Avon River. Mallory was subjected to a prolonged and violent assault by probably more than one offender, resulting in her death. Police know the mongrel mob gang were taxing sex workers in the area at the time, and that Mallory had stood up to them and refused to pay. The mongrel mob pad was about 200 metres away from where her body was found. As a result of the post-mortem, police obtained a semen sample known as Male B, who has not yet been identified. Police believe it is only a matter of time before he is identified and they ask that he comes forward before they knock on the door. Police encourage anyone who knows the person responsible for the DNA sample or knows any information to get in touch. All calls received by the police will be treated as confidential. Mallory's family have been waiting 13 years for closure and police believe someone from the community can provide them with the information they need. And just a quick note that um, on this channel we do not condone uh, victim blaming or shaming of any kind. So if I see anything um, about Mallory in the comments that's not respectful, then I'll be getting rid of them. Alright, on to our last one, season 28, episode 33 no episode 34 actually and this aired on the 7th of october case one wanted rawiri cliff ormsby police in ashburton have two warrants to arrest rawiri ormsby for driving while disqualified for a third or subsequent time and failing to answer district court bail he is described as male 36 years 164 centimeters at 5 foot 5 and solid bill Ombina has 77, or the number 77, tattooed on his left cheek and he has contacts across the Canterbury district. Police warn he is considered dangerous. Do not approach this guy. But if you know where he is, you can ring 0800555111 for Crime Stoppers or 0800-107-4636 for Police 107. And our last case for this one, I know it's been a long one, is the Crime of the Week, Case 3, Flexmere Serious Assault in Hastings. Police in Hawke's Bay are investigating an attack on a security guard who has been left with severe head injuries in Hastings. The serious assault occurred between 2am and 4am on Saturday the 4th of September 2021 on the corner of Tibet Street and Kodawai Street in the suburb of Flaxmere. The area is currently under construction for residential property and on that night it was being watched by a local security guard. He was being regularly checking, or he was, yeah, on his control room and police know he was checked on at 2am and was fine. Sometime after that he noticed two men trying to gain entry into the locked construction site. The men started to rattle the gate 
so he approached them and politely asked them to move on. The last thing he remembers is being punched in the face. A short time after that, he stopped responding to calls from the control room. A supervisor arrived and found the victim in his vehicle with a serious head injury. Police were called to the scene and found blood on the driver's door and pools of blood at the rear of the victim's car along with his phone and wallet. There was nothing missing from his wallet, so police don't believe robbery was the motive. There is limited information on the suspect's descriptions, but it is known they were two males wearing red and black clothing. Police believe those responsible for the census act of violence would have told someone about that incident, and they are appealing to anyone who has any information to come forward. Any information received will be taken in confidence. That's a nasty injury. It's awful. Thank you very much for joining me. The numbers are on screen. Uh, please like the video, subscribe to the channel. Um, that really, really means a lot. And a $3 coffee would be great if you can manage that. Buymeacoffee.com slash nzmysteries. I will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.